Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Checking in with Bill Thielman. He's filling in for Keith Baldry this week. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Corey, uh, Corey. <laughs> Scott, I'm doing great. I was just talking to your producer. Corey. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. doing great, but I, I just disagree with you so much on the view cone things. I don't know if we have time to talk oh, about that. Oh, man, but... let's go right into it. People are well, texting and calling and everything right now. Let's do it. Excellent, excellent. Well, listen, this is, I can't believe City Council to a person agreed with this review of view cones. Well, there are only 26 in, in all of our city that have been protected for 20, 30 years. And this is a, a completely a developer uh, uh, plea Give us more land to develop, and, oh, maybe we'll put a few little bits of slightly affordable housing in it. It, it, it would destroy the city for tourism. We might as well go Miami Beach, put, put condos all the way along the beaches and block everybody's view. You could put more housing up that way. Like, that's, the, that's where you take this to its logical extreme. But, Bill, we need more housing. Yeah, but we can. But we are a. We are building more housing. We've seen the provincial government say you got to do it, or else you've got a list of of uh, demands from the province into how many pieces of housing we can do. There's all sorts of things we can do about housing without destroying Vancouver's views. And talk about just the views. Talk about our tourism. Like what's going to happen when people say Vancouver is one of the ugliest, overdeveloped cities? They had a beautiful setting and they and they blew it. Uh, once you start with this, and once you remove remove the view cones, you can't go backwards on that. They're gone forever. Well, I understand that, but I just, I mean, and this, I'm so glad that we disagree on something because most everything <laughs> we've talked about this week, we've agreed on. But I just, I'm like, man, the views are not the thing that are going to stop people from coming here. Like to one of the callers' points, we will. I think her name was Michelle. We will still have the ocean and the mountains, and I think that most of the development through the downtown core, and you know, we see the things like. Like I mentioned, Olympic Village, Yale Town, False Creek, all of that type of stuff is beautiful development. I love the city skyline. And, you know, from most places, you can look out and see above the skyline the mountains. I find it hard to believe that there are people who are going to come here, sit on a park bench, not be able to see the mountains and think, never going to Vancouver again. You know, well, it's still if you a want to see where view cones, If you want to <laughs> see where view cones uh, disappearing, Scott and, and your listeners, drive up to Broadway and Granville or, or anywhere along Granville there and look at the um, soon-to-be 39-story building there that is blocking mountain views for almost anybody in that entire area. And there's another one going up at Birch. It'll be another 35, 40 stories. So it's already happening. Without without changing the view cones, it's already happening. So, But, Bill, you, you must see that at, at a public level, it – Per, even just perceptually, it feels like prioritizing views over housing. It no, feels I don't. Like no, that. I, see, this is, a, this is where I disagree with you, Scott. It is not. There's a million other things we could do to increase housing and affordable housing before we start getting rid of the views in Vancouver. We could be building co-ops. We could be putting way more money into affordable housing. We could be increasing density in low-rise ways uh, all across the city. All of those things would create far more housing than wiping out a few view cones. I think that we could be doing all of those things. 
and well, yeah, and, but we're not. But we're not. We're looking at view cones. <laughs> all right. Agree. Agree to disagree. And that's one of the all beautiful right. things about what we do is we get to disagree and we get to have these conversations and sort of work out these right things. On. So I'm glad you wanted to weigh in on that. And by the way, if you have a comment on the view cones thing, uh, Scott at cknw.com. And if it's for Bill, I can make sure that it gets forwarded on to him as well. I want to ask you, Bill. I cannot believe that we are still talking about the Surrey Police Force. Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting that that's still going on. Uh, just to, for full disclosure, I one of my clients is the National Police Federation, which represents the RCMP, including in Surrey. So I'm uh, not in favor of the Surrey Police Service and haven't been, but I don't speak for the NPF on this. Um, look, uh, here's the problem that from why I see it, uh, Public Safety Minister Mike Farnworth decided to overrule a city council that was elected, a majority elected and voted several times in favor of ending the Surrey Police Service transition and keeping the RCMP, which is the police force of jurisdiction. There's more RCMP by far than Surrey Police Service. The mayor, they, so the mayor and council voted for that after they were elected by the people. Mike Farworth decided and the government decided to overrule them on that one. And now they've created this mess. And, and so if you, if you want to start intervening into municipal politics at that you know, very low level, uh, then you're going to have to figure it out. And that's that's part of the problem here. Also, the Surrey Police Board, which is in charge of the Surrey Police Service, is appointed almost completely by the provincial government. So, you know, I don't know how much more you need to know, but uh, if, if you're the provincial government, but you've created the situation, now you've got to fix it. You can't ask Surrey, the Surrey Council that opposed and was elected opposing this transition to do all the legwork for you. You, gotta, you. you wanted to get involved, now you're involved. Yeah, I just I think if you're a resident in Surrey, you just have to be so frustrated that this is still an issue. And I just I wish that we were at a place where politicians and our leaders and the people that we elect could just take an L, you know, could just say that somebody on either side, I don't even care who, would just say, like, we've lost. It's time to move on. It's time to turn the page, start a new chapter, and get the ball rolling on something new. You know? Yeah. what? No? Well, I mean, the problem with this one's going to be, and there's no question, I mean, it will be resolved. Whatever happens, happens. It's going to happen sooner or later. But uh, if they do continue with this transition, it is going to be one of the most expensive transitions anybody's ever seen. And Surrey taxpayers are going to spend even with $150 million from the provincial government, the three taxpayers are going to pay hundreds of millions more in taxes because of this. And I can see why a council doesn't want to wear it. They think, like, we, you, the province, you made us do it. You're, you're intervening. You, you make the decisions to, to start uh, this ball rolling for the extra hundreds of millions, and, uh, and you wear the responsibility for it. Okay. Um, let's shift to politics here. We've talked a lot about the BC United and the new BC Conservative uh, parties here in, in, in the province. Uh, a new poll out suggesting that uh, the Conservatives are indeed peeling a lot of support away from the BC United Party. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's, this is like third or fourth poll in a row. So Leger's a national polling firm, quite well known, 42 NDP, 25 BC Conservative, <clears throat> and 19 BC United with Kevin Falcon, 10% for the Greens. This is not what Kevin Foggins having a bad couple of weeks here, uh, for sure. But I think that uh, this is starting to become problematic. And we've seen the NDP is out attacking, doing attack ads, but they're not on Kevin Falcon and BC United, the, the official opposition. They're on the party with two seats, and that's the BC Conservatives, because they are obviously concerned that the BC Conservatives could be a major factor in the election. And, you know, the NDP won a lot of, I put 
this out on Twitter. The NDP won a lot of seats from uh, what was then the BC Liberals' last election in 2020, and they did it in places like Chilliwack and Richmond and the Fraser Valley. And those are places where they could lose to the BC Conservatives uh, who could leapfrog right past United and uh, take out NDP seats. So there's a concern there for the NDP as well. Is there a possibility, though, that uh, the the right side of the spectrum splits between BC United and the Conservatives and the NDP takes the entire left side of the spectrum. That's sort of how I perceive it, or is that not the case? Well, no, because if you've got, I mean, just looking at this, 42, 25, 19, 10, well, the 42 in our system is going to win most of the seats in the House and in the legislature. So um, if the if the Liberals and the, uh, sorry, the Liberals, if, that's part the of their problem. Yeah, if BC totally. United and Conservatives split, you know, 40, 45% of the vote between them, doesn't matter what numbers they get, and the NDP get 42, 43%. They're going to lose every election, that uh, every riding that has that kind of a split. So they've got, I mean, United's got the biggest problem for sure. They are really behind the eight ball. And, um, uh, but the NDP... Uh, they could benefit quite a bit where there's splits that work the right way for them, but they could also lose seats where the Conservatives actually just overpower um, BC United and the NDP. Yeah. Do you think it's possible that the BC United Party comes back from this before next, in the next oh, yeah. election? Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is BC. Anything could happen. <laughs> you know, we, uh, I mean, uh, Harold Wilson, the former Prime Minister of England, said uh, a week is a lifetime in politics. And and that's always true. Uh, so we don't know. I mean, there's some rumors. Some people say, well, BC United and the BC Conservatives are going to come together by election time. Well, it could happen. It has happened in BC in the past. But this split is recent, and it is very, very nasty, vituperative kind of a split. John Rustad, the leader of the Conservatives, was thrown out of the BC Liberals by Kevin Falcon. I don't think they're going to go kissy-kissy makeup before the election. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, we're speaking with Bill Thielman, talking about some of the latest headlines, the Surrey police transition we've been talking about, view cones we've been talking about, and as well, uh, the B.C. Conservatives peeling a lot of votes away, f- well, support away from the B.C. United Party. Uh, let's go to Jasmine in Coquitlam now at 604-280-9898. Good morning, Jasmine. What would you like to say to Bill? Good morning. Uh, actually, I have something to say to the both of you. First of all, thank you, Bill for wanting to save the cones. I, live, I, was, I was able to afford to live in Vancouver 30 years ago, but that doesn't mean I want those views destroyed, for we can never go back. And if you notice in Coquitlam, Burke Mountain has been gutted, and there was no foresight, and, you know, I eventually am now finally having to live in Surrey because I can't afford it. So we can't take the best portions of our land that's most expensive 
and then use that only because all the money we spend there for the less fortunate or homeless, whatever you want to call it, or mentally uh, ill, we can use um, some, we can house them elsewhere where there's less expensive land, and then we, we can save the money for, for their, you know, treatments and their care. That's how I see it. I mean, I'm not crying that I can't live in Vancouver, but it doesn't mean I want to destroy the view cones. It's not the elitist. I'm not definitely not the elitist. I live in Surrey now, of all places. Okay, great points. Uh, do you want to weigh in, Bill? Well, no, I think there's lots of people. And, you know, when the, uh, the city of Vancouver did a consultation with the public, there were tens of thousands of people who said, don't, don't do this, don't touch this. And, and I thought it was off the table until the last few days. So I think Mayor Ken Simmons and the entire city council are going to get a blast from, from the real people of Vancouver. All right, 604-280-9898 if you would like to weigh in on that. Uh, Bill, let's talk about this proposed B.C. law that would make drug use illegal in almost all public spaces. We've heard a bit about this over the last few months. Oh, man, I'll tell you. I I mean, Scott, we all know the old saying that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm -hmm. I'm 100% convinced the government had very good intentions. There's been a lot of pressure from both medical and the coroner, medical sources and and, um, drug users, etc., saying if we could just, you know, have safe supply and decriminalize small amounts of hard drugs, we could improve things. People would survive long enough to get to rehab. And, of course, that's what we want to have happen. But it turned into a nightmare for the government, and I'm not surprised that they've walked this back quite a bit. Uh, it's still going to be challenging, I think. I mean, you know, ultimately we need way more rehabilitation spots. We need way more treatment, way more ability. And at some point, I'm one of those people who says the thing that some say, well, this is horrible, civil liberties violation. But some people, you're, not, you're, you're, you're condemning them to a horrible life and death by leaving them on the streets, they can't fend for themselves. They're, I mean, you just have to walk down parts of the streets of Vancouver or most other major cities in B.C. to see people who can't fend for themselves. They're, they're, just, they're drugged out and completely in, unable to do almost anything else, and, and they need help. Yeah, and there are lots of other cases, uh, if you look around North America, with this, a similar situation where they've tried to decriminalize or legalize various... Yeah. Uh, various drug use options and it has led to similar results as we're experiencing right now so you're in favor of like you know tightening up these restrictions cracking down on some of the drug use in these public spaces oh we can't have we can't no. have people shooting up in the, in schoolyards and on public benches and things like that i mean again you want to talk about get rid of tourism in a hurry that's, that's an even better way to do it than view cones but um you know we have to start talking about the portuguese model where they they have decriminalized but they've also got uh, significant services available, and you. I was just talking to a friend who was there. He said you don't see people all over the the city of Lisbon and other cities doing drugs because they've got it much more under control than we have. And we have we've taken one of the steps, but not all the other steps that you need to do if you're going to try and address this in a comprehensive way. Yeah, I think. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think their penal system is like significantly. Uh, advanced right yes. like they yeah. they favor rehabilitation education all of that type of thing and it's it's really not punitive they're not looking to punish people with addiction issues they're looking to help them and even that shift i know a lot of people talk about that here but when it comes to actually action um yeah and you know you make some really great points bill usually i walk into work about you know four thirty in the morning mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know just walking down georgia street it's you know i 
it, I wouldn't want my kids walking it's down scary. there. It's yeah, it's, scary, it's really it's really scary, and that's a blight mm-hmm. on the city. And we need to do something not just for people walking down the street like myself, but these people are humans. They're human yeah. beings, yeah. you know. And it's um, it, yeah, it's a bit of a rough thing there. All right, let's cover off this last thing before we go here. Post by BC New Democrat Caucus on X about BC Conservatives' extreme agenda. We'll shift back to politics here quickly. Absolutely, yeah. No, we we, uh, we were talking about the new poll from Leger, and and I have to say that uh, one of the th- one of the things that you get a feeling this is real is the New Democrats have started attacking the BC Conservatives and say these guys are scary. These guys are so they're running ads on on Twitter uh, already saying like watch out for the BC Conservatives. They're they're like uh, right wing crazy people. So I think the polling that we've seen is indicative that right now. And polls are only snapshots. Uh, the BC Conservatives are on the rise. BC United is, is going down. And the BC NDP are worried enough about the Conservatives that they're taking some steps. Uh, thanks so much, Bill, for this week. This has been fantastic getting to know you and getting to chat. I appreciate uh, your insight and your opinion on these things. Uh, former Vancouver City Council candidate and also a veteran BC political strategist and campaigner, Bill Thielman. Thanks so thanks. much. Thanks, Scott. I've enjoyed it a lot this week.